Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dice to Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on our planet, where it's the hard questions like, would orange juice kill a troll? Why would huh? it? Why would it do that? So, trolls. Famously, they have a weakness to fire and to acid. Uh-huh. Orange juice is a pretty potent acid. Like, I think citric acid is like pretty fucking high what's in their fucking stomach that's okay you know what that's another good question because okay as a human being i think i'm pretty weak to acid too Mm -hmm. um but citric acid is not enough to hurt me uh even like pineapple is not enough to hurt me like even if it may like tingle on like the tongue that kind of acid will not fucking hurt someone Maybe, maybe if they drink like uh, orange juice, it'll tingle like it does with like pineapple and shit. But I, I genuinely don't fucking think that it's strong enough to hurt. Also, <laughs> Derek, how strong do you think? Because if you splash me with like regular acid, yeah, I'm gonna get fucking hurt. You know, I did forget that humans it's... are also weak to acid. <laughs> yes. Who isn't weak to acid? I was sitting here like, in this fancy world, only trolls are weak to acid. But in (laughs) fact, if you threw acid on a person in real life, chances are they wouldn't be very pleased about it. Yeah, the only thing is that, like, I'm pretty sure that trolls are weak to acid in that it negates their regeneration. Yeah. But I think that's, like, I think the way it's meant to be is that it literally stops their cells from coming back because it's, like, eating at the cells as they're regenerating. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. But... Ritz, you did raise a good question. What is in troll stomachs? Yeah. Probably acid. But like the good kind, smiley face. I'd like yeah, to believe the that kind, they don't have face. acid in their stomachs. What do you, what What's do you in think there? is in there, Derek? What's in there? I a think, little gnome? A little I gnome think, cutting no, up their on, food? Hold on, I, th- I think it's rocks. Like the way that, like the way that cows have? Yeah, like they, they chew up some, they swallow some rocks and it crunches up their food extra good into a paste. I think Fair cows enough. also have acid in their stomach, so I might be fucking myself over. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty they sure also they have acid. Do. Maybe it's uh, shitty most acid. Most living things. Shitty yeah. acid? Yeah. Stomach acid is pretty potent. It's yeah. pretty strong. Dario, out, I need your homework is to look at the fucking pH list. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I cry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's just like when he was in school. 
Study um, the fucking pH chart. You okay. need to know what acids and you need to know the potency of acids and bases. Would we like to play some Pathfinder? No. Sure. Yeah. Previously in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, our heroes journeyed across the skies in a solar jam too. They found their ultimate destination, the island in the sky, a floating island high above the flying mountains. However, try as you might, you couldn't get closer. It seems that there was some strange extra-dimensional force preventing you from going uh, into the island. However, the plover charm, the magical tool guiding you towards uh, Hao Jin, uh, sent off a beam into the mountains. And upon following it, you found the scattered remains of a shrine to none other than the Celestial Dragon, who has the power to grant wishes to those who can summon him. And you believe you may have uh, a checklist of items you need to perform a ritual to get him back. You guys set off in search of one of the components of the ritual. The Dance of Raisho, a special dance which is performed at the Raisho Monastery, a monastery which you have been told is in these mountains and may be able to help you. Mm-hmm. So, we're ready to hop into character and see if uh, the tales of the Raisho Monastery are true? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, let me set the scene. You guys are all atop the Solar Jian too. Um, and you are flying above these mountains, and there is, like, a lot of stuff down there. Like, as you're flying by, you are seeing some landmarks. There's a coastline here, uh, largely of sheer cliffs that plunge directly into uh, the choppy waters of the Emerald Ocean. And there's a sizable black sand bay tapering to a road leading up into the mountains. You can see, like, churning waters around an unnamed island. And actually, as you're passing over it, um, Sanku, you spot that elfin longboat off in the distance. Uh, oh. The, the boat of Winter's Roar slowly heading towards it. Oh, it's But I think, I think the thing that catches all of your attention is maybe the strangest of the landmarks. Off far and deeper in the mountains, where clouds kind of hide everything. A ring of rock protrudes through the clouds, a clear caldera of some kind. The center of the caldera can't be seen below the clouds, but every so often, as you're flying past it, a cry sounding like a cross between a whale and an elephant echoes through the caldera, and flashes of lightning illuminate strange and massive shadows. And I think you're, like, passing by as you're, like, looking down at these weird titanic shadows in the clouds like below you hidden under the cloud cover there seems to be something happening mm-hmm. but it's not really your story like it's not really like what you're looking for right now you know yeah how are you guys all doing as you're looking over the edge uh waiting for yo to maybe tell you that you, he's located at the monastery that you're looking for i don't think sink is like a particularly in a bad mood or anything i think right now he's just kind of looking like he's like he's trying to be focused um i think that they they definitely are looking at the landmarks not like i don't know i i don't think that chuji's like a big like nature person so i don't Mm -hmm. think they like 
they're not like geeking out about it, but they think it's cool. I mean, it's kind of awe-inspiring how fucking massive everything here is, you know? Yeah, Chuji's like, <laughs> you know how like uh, dogs will like um, stand on one side of like a fucking glass door to like look at shit, and their ears are pointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're seeing these giant monsters from afar, and you're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Uh, and Masami, how are you doing right now? They seem a bit more on the serious side. Um, mm-hmm. Because they want to figure out, like, the entirety of what's going on. Um, they're happy that they get to see Arms of Balance soon, though, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But yeah, I um, think they're just looking out into the uh, the different areas and their surroundings, like... That's that's a potential place we can go to. That's a potential place we can search. They're, like they're full on like the mission, the mission, the mission. Mm. I mean, I can't really blame them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that maybe is why the one you're most like curious about is the cliff sides, uh, like the bay, and like the like I will say, the black sand is startling. Like it is nighttime black. You know? Ooh, okay, yeah. Um, it almost looks like it's obsidian dust rather than sand. Ooh, okay. Um, it glints in the light as you're flying over it. And like I said, Sanku, you're like seeing this elfin ship oh, going towards yeah. an island in the middle of all of this. Yeah, um, I think I think Sanku no- uh, notices their uh, winter's roar and I think that he's watching them right now. Mm-hmm. They're a far way off. But uh, you can see on the island, uh, there's like a giant rock that is shaped like the skull of a huge serpent, you know? Kind of sick. And there's like fog coming off of it, so you can't really see what's happening. <laughs> I think also leaning over the side is Clover. Uh, the uh, half-orc beastkin mm-hmm. uh, is looking over the sides going, Ugh, it is, uh, it's nice to see somewhere cold again. It's been very uh, tropical weathers most of the time, but, you know, I'm from a cold climate. I'm uh, Ilyseni myself, so it's nice to be cool, but even even this place, it is nothing like home. You see all of this land here, the beach and the, the clouds with the giant monsters and the Skull Island. What do you all make of this? Kind of sick. Kind of well, fucked up. I mean, to be entirely fair, I don't think that um, th- typically your average uh, person or, like, typically your average place in, in Tensha is very Skull Islandy. So it's pretty cool. It's different for us, too. I was thinking after Danger Island, perhaps everywhere in Tensha just happened to have this much adventure lying around to be discovered, huh? <laughs> no, I live in a... Or I, I'm from a small fishing village. They just fish. Yeah, it's similar to back home. We fish too, but it's ice fishing. Ice fishing? Yes, we, What's that? we, you know, we are from community. Lots of beast kin, lots of bear folk. We, um, we open up holes in the water and we catch fish. Yes? I've never heard of that. Well, it's a different world, I suppose. It's normal to me. Why don't you just call it fishing then? You're not catching yeah, but... ice. It's no, fishing in you... the ice. Yeah. But it's just been fishing. 
I don't no, tell I think... you how to live your life. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's definitely different. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's different. The pirate life back home is the shackles is different to what I'm used to. And now this is different to the the shackles. It seems I'll never catch a break and have somewhere to rely, you know? There's a pirate place called the Shackles? Yes, it's a... We, we, we sail in big ships and we shoot cannons and uh, there's the, the Hurricane Queen. She's the queen of all the pirates, loosely. And, there's uh, a queen of pirates? There's volcanoes and um, skeletons. I mean... This is normal huh. stuff to me. It's not that interesting. It's pretty <laughs> fucking interesting. That's... You, should, you should ask Baco and Fervo. They have more to say about this kind of thing. Huh. I, I only came in as a as a scald for them relatively recently, you know. And then they dragged me off here to Tianxia to find missing sea dragon. Right. <laughs> well, I really haven't seen that much of the world. Uh, I think as you're saying the uh, Sanku, you hear a well. We're about to see more. Look over there, starboard. Oh. Hmm. And, and you're gonna Sanku have to fucking jog the fucking like three-minute walk from one side of Solar Jam to the other because it's fucking massive. Chuji races everyone there. Sanku just flies there. Masami, how'd you get to starboard? Ninja hop. <laughs> For as you all like dash off, Clover's like uh. I <laughs> walk very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> um, as Yo kind of calls out for y'all to look, and you see off in the distance, there indeed, nestled among the mountains, appears to be a monastery. Hmm. There seems to be a lot of like uh, prayer flags and stuff, um, and like it seems like it, it's giving you the immediate image of what you would expect a mountain, like a, a monastery in the mountains, to be. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo calls out and says, So, is that it? Raisho Monastery? You think it's what you're looking for? I That's think it. so. That's the one. Okay, then that from here should probably take us 10 minutes. Okay. And he kind of spins the wheel and it starts uh, like turning and twisting, flying directly downwards. And he says, If you've got anything you need to get, now's the time, everyone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the dance will be here, but do you think that there's anything else that... Um, I mean, I'm at least hoping that there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I'm worried about is the boundary tree. Uh-huh. Well... <clears throat> Maybe we'll find more answers here. They, they kind of just, like, fucking shrug because they really don't know. Well... <sighs> I, I feel like we've been called here, so I don't think that they'd lead us on, or like whatever has us here, would lead us on like a goose chase for nothing. I'm just not sure what it, what we'll do about it yet. And poking out of your bag, you hear Lolo being like, "Sanku is right, everyone. Fate <laughs> has handed you all a, a, a set of cards, and it is now your time to play them." Will you cower from the ultimate destiny that has been presented to you? Or will you accept it with grace, he says, and you're starting to realize maybe he's talking to himself? <laughs> I don't know, will it's... you? Uh. And slinking back a little bit, Lolo looks embarrassed. Well, I don't know, will you? <laughs> 
I asked you first. I don't see why what my be. The, this is you tree's journey, not mine. You're with us, aren't you? Hey, you're with us. I thought you're our fourth member, Lolo. Yeah. I I am a guide to Sanku, which prince of the sea first. She slings further back into the bag. <laughs> One way or another, we'll get everything we're looking for, and we'll show that celestial dragon who's boss. Even if he is much bigger than me, I'm, we're still the ones who's going to be telling him what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. He slinks back into the bag again. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Anyways. Um, hopefully, though, we'll find more information. Because, I mean, I'm assuming we'll find what we need, but usually in these sort of places, we'll find stuff about... We'll find other stuff, too. Yeah. And if anything, if we run into the other teams, they might have some clues, or they'll be able to help out some. Hmm. I saw Winter's Roar. Did you? Yeah. They're on a ship. Near us? Well, not super close. Yeah, I could see their ship. They were heading towards, uh, I think it was an island in the middle, or like a place in the middle of where we were. I wonder what they're doing. Probably looking. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Maybe they're onto something, too. I'm really hoping that um, if there's something that we don't know, that um, any of the other teams might be able to um, help with information that they have. Uh, like, like if we get stuck. Mm-hmm. And so the Solar Jan lands. Um, it lands maybe like half a mile outside of the monastery. Uh, so it's a, a quick journey on foot uh, down a cobblestone path into this plaza. Green and gold buildings surround the central plaza of this monastery, which is filled with monks walking to and fro, while others practice poses in a straw-floored training hall. Prayer flags flutter in the cold alpine wind, and snow rests on the orange petals of a sal tree in curious bloom despite the alpine environment. A massive statue of a heavy man uh, sits cross-legged and smiling in contemplation within a uh, sheltered worship hall, gazing out over the mountainous vista. Welcome all to the Raisho Monastery. Hmm. I see. How how are you guys doing as you, like, uh, get out and are approaching? Uh, I think Senku is like, you know, somehow I forgot that there would be a high chance that this would be a monastery that isn't ruins. I got oh. so used to, like, Danger Island and just the tournament stuff. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'll be honest. Yeah. Maybe they'll know stuff, though. Here's hoping. It's better to have a monastery full of living, breeding people than a monastery full of ghouls and skeletons. I can definitely okay, agree with that. One. There was one living person. Oh, one? That guy. He wasn't part of the monastery. He fixed it, though. But he was there. But I, I have to wonder, who is that statue of? I don't recognize that deity from anywhere. Maybe we can ask? Hmm. Kind of squints. It's a very, um... You mm. know, like, this, the the laughing Buddha? Mm-hmm. It's very mm. similar. Mm. Um... The only difference being that he has, like, a, a big top knot, and uh, there seems to be kind of, like, leaf symbolism around him. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
But otherwise, you don't really know it, you know? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. uh, do you guys want to uh, enter? Yeah. Okay. Well, you enter, and as soon as you are getting ready to, like, cross the barrier, someone steps in the way, and he's like, uh, excuse me? Uh. Oh, hello. Hi. Um, uh, hello, what, what are you all doing here? And standing in front of you is a man. Hmm. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no is right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> oh, my God. I want to so, show him in a locker. <laughs> um, last session, I introduced a very sexy man. Today, I give you something else. A very pathetic man. He gave us a male fail. I've yes. You had a, 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 a fucking a perfect papa, and now you have your male fail. Um, I love this male fail. A man standing in front of you. He's wearing, like, a white robes with, a, like, a red coat over it. Oh. Um... He is shaved perfectly bald. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting uh, is that his nervous face, which, you know, he's kind of like biting his lower lip as he looks at you all with his brow furrowed, <laughs> is that he is bright blue mm. with white eyes, no pupils, no sclera. He is just completely like sky blue in skin tone with white eyes. What is he? Okay. Is well, he, uh... you... You actually know immediately because you've dealt with um, uh, another of his ki uh, his kindred recently. Oh my god, is he the same? Just just like Diki Sonam, <gasps> uh, the mad monk of the Lightkeepers, this fellow who stands before you is a Samsaran. Oh, oh my god. Yo. Um, a... One of a people who are uh, reincarnated with every life and remember their past lives. Oh, that is mm. sick as hell. I really like these guys. They are. They only live here in the Wall of Heaven. Uh, they're very rare. They don't show up anywhere else in the world. They are, because of the fact that they remember all their lives, many of them do go into very calm, um, meditative lives. Like, most of them become monks, not because of any reason other than being a monk and meditating on past lives is the easiest thing for them to do with the amount of knowledge that they have of just existence as a whole, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, they have maybe too much knowledge, and it's kind of hard to live with that sometimes. So mm -hmm. becoming monks is the easiest way to learn to cope with these trusts of hundreds of past lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And he steps out and says, uh, Excuse me? Um, hello, you... What are you doing here? Oh, hi. I'm sorry. Um, we are... <laughs> oh, God. Regular. Uh, regular talking. Uh, Senku's like, we are uh, the Radiant Winds. We were participants in um, the Ruby Phoenix um, tournament. And oh, uh, the Ruby Phoenix went missing. And we're currently yeah, trying yeah. to figure a way to get her back. Um, and that led us here. Again? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was... Didn't you just get here? Wait, no. Huh? Uh, no. You? No, you're thinking about Arms of Balance, the four monks. Oh! Yes, um, hmm, sorry. I, face blind. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's two, two groups of people coming here for the exact same reason. Oh. You must understand, we've been a little bit 
you know, it's we don't generally get people visiting. Uh, yeah. We're a little bit secluded, as it were. You know, we're high up in the mountains, and yeah, is no, it a problem? We got that. No, it's not a problem. It's just I ta- I was having déjà vu. You know, it's um. No, that that's understandable. Quite a common problem. Uh-huh. Um, well, um, to start, how about I introduce myself? My name is Seyan. Uh, and I am a, uh, a, a, a new monk here. Oh, um, it's nice to meet you. It's lovely to meet you as well. Um, who, what are your names? You said Radiant, Radiant Winds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, what a, well, I assume you have individual names, yes, right? You, <laughs> oh, yes, you? yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, hi, okay. I'm Senku, which Prince of the Sea. Oh, okay. You're far away from the sea. A little bit. <laughs> well, uh, well, that's not fair. You're near the ocean, but the ocean isn't... A... And he kind of stares off into the middle distance, like completely <laughs> dissociating it for a second. I think Masami snaps their fingers. Sorry, what was I saying? Oh, yes, um, Sanku, which prince of the sea? Yes, you're quite close to the sea, aren't you? Anyway, um, uh, da, da. <laughs> you? He looks at you, um, Chuji. Uh, Chuji. And they, they kind of just, like, wave. He waves back. Cool. And you? He looks at you, Masami. Masami Takahara. It's, it's lovely to meet you all. Um, you are you looking to? Is there something we can help you with? Because, um, well, the the, the arms of balance they came in and they said that they were looking for information. But um, l- l- let me hear you out first. What 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 can I do for you all? We're also looking for information. Mm-hmm. Um. The sick is like, how do I say this without sounding insane? Um, we are trying to summon the celestial dragon. He and, just kind of stares at a bit of distance. And, um, I believe there might be a dance here. That- oh, oh, the Raisho dance. Yes. Um, mm, mm, mm. Uh, and? We're wondering believe... if you know it. Yeah, we oh, need it well... for the ritual, if that's possible. You might need. Oh, oh, I, oh I hate doing this. Um. Ooh. Ah. What? I'm all, I'm new here. It's okay. Masami folds their arms in front of them and just looks and squints and goes. Uh, we got that you're new here, so could you point us to someone who would probably know? That's the thing. It's... I know... So the abbot... Uh-huh. Can tell you everything you need to know about the Raisho dance, but there is the slight problem that I've already explained to the Arms of Balance. What? It's better you see for yourself. Um, come, come, don't you want to meet your friends again? The the, the wonderful arms of balance. I guess, oh, but I'd really you... like some answers. Uh, okay. Then, then you'll get your answers. It's it's hard to 
put into words. Oh, Abbott's sure. missing. Abbott's been kidnapped. Is he dead? Oh, no. No. She, Sick? first off. Oh. Is she dead? No. Why, why don't we just go and see? Yeah, it's it's a... I just feel like I'm talking circles because I've had this exact conversation. You can uh, have it again, it, can't you? It, it It's okay. Truly. And I will get... <laughs> everything that's already happened will happen again, and everything that's going to happen one day has already happened. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Start walking. <laughs> fucking show us the abbot. Um, he says, no need to be so rude, my word. Anyway, um... And he kind of, like, brings you guys inside, and uh, you see that beautiful sal tree, which is in full bloom, despite it being the middle of winter. Like, this is not a place where a sal tree should be blooming. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, you notice that it isn't swaying at all. Like, the wind is blowing, but the tree is not moving. It's like a static image. Uh And you actually see... None other than the Arms of Balance are uh, all in the middle of a training regimen uh, under the tree. Oh. And standing in front of them is a fucking yeti. Huh? Oh, okay. Um, like a giant, tall, white-furred ape man who is wearing the exact same robes as uh, our good friend Lian. Okay. As um, the Arms of Balance are training, I think uh, Raunak opens one eye and he sees you guys and he like waves and then like that Yeti kind of like claps his hand and says like kind of dragging him back to attention. And Raunak flinches a little bit before they all get back into their like slow but sure training. Mm. You know? And the Yeti turns and sees you guys enter and he kind of like grunts before getting back to work. And you guys get, like, passed by that statue of the uh, the fat man. Mm-hmm. And a little way away, sitting in a very small gazebo, is a human woman mm-hmm. who is meditating very, very hard. Com- she is maybe in her 80s. Uh, she is wearing, again, the same robes as everyone else you've seen here. Like, there are a lot of people here in the monastery. They all wear the same robes, and they're all bald. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of humans and a lot of some sirens, mostly. Uh, but this human woman, she kind of sits there, and her eyes are wide open, but they are not looking at anything. She just stares at nothing. Chuji kind of leans over to Sayam and is like, Is that the abbot? Oh, yes, that's the abbot. Uh, abbot Sujan, yes. She is in an extremely deep meditation state. How long has she been meditating? Ooh, at this point, four months, I believe. The fuck? Four months? This might take a while. Well, yes. So, okay. Here's the thing. She is contemplating the spontaneity and beauty of, uh, of time. How, yes, things that happened again will happen before. But it's always new and different each time, and it's amazing. And, um, we're not allowed to wake her up. Okay, well, if you're not allowed to, I can do it. Mm, I don't think you will. That might not be a good idea. Also, if she's been been undisturbed this entire time, then I don't think any amount of 
anyone trying to wake her up is going to work. Well, how many plus, people have tried to wake her up? Plus, here's the thing. Um, if we just wake her up without, like, permission or something, if we upset her, I don't think that we're going to get help anyways. So, we... You can... There's only one person here who can wake her up. Okay. And that is our friend. And he kind of uh, points off into like into the courtyard again, where the arms bouncer training, and he points at that yeti. Jidum. Jidum here is uh, the acting abbot when Sujon is deep in her slumber. Okay. Jidum is allowed to awaken her. Let's get Jidum to wake her. There's a, there's a caveat here. You are very bright, Master Takahara. You are very bright indeed, yes. He's not going to. Not for any random passerby. Four months is an impressively long time, and who knows what insights that uh, Abbot Sushan will have when she awakens. Well, we're not just any random passerby. We won the Ruby Phoenix tournament. We're looking for that the Ruby Phoenix. That means absolutely nothing to us. Chuji blinks. Chuji not I have... Don't I don't know what the Ruby Phoenix tournament is. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> just a big... Again. I, you've been talking a... about this Ruby Phoenix. I've never heard of a Ruby Phoenix. Um, she's a really powerful sorceress. Um, and she's technically immortal. Um, she's pretty she... important where we live. And she went missing. Um, because... Do you know who King Makaru is? Not really. Do you know what the concept of a kaiju is? Oh yes, absolutely. The king of those. I didn't know they had a monocular system. I don't think it was literally a king. I think it was more like the biggest and strongest and scariest type of thing. And then they call him the king. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Regardless, we need to wake her up. So well, I'm assuming that they're training to prove their worth. He will only awaken Abbot Sujan on account of someone here in the monastery. And failing that, someone who has proven that their interest in this monastery is, well, one that is in line with our own beliefs. You have to prove yourself worthy of, Ab- like, to wake someone up from a meditative trance where they are currently experiencing the distant past, reincarnate, like looking through the many, many past and the many, many futures to pull her out for something that isn't important, that isn't in line with our goals. It's the equivalent of calling someone back from a journey across the world because you'd like to know if they prefer to have tea, uh, green tea or chai tea, you know? So... If you can do that right, then I'm sure Jidung will be willing to help break her out of a trance. Fine. And there's no other way that we can get any of this information. It is only straight through the abbot. Essentially, if she's the only one who has been granted the many secrets of, well, everything. Then, come on, what are, you, what are your guys' beliefs? Well, we're all followers of Irori. And he points at the giant statue of the fat man, who is definitely not Irori. Irori? Yes. Um, You guys were in a temple of Irori before, and you know that he's, like, the god of, like, 
physical perfection of honed mind of very strict order and discipline. Mm-hmm. Which isn't really like discipline is not what jumps out at you at this guy who's like smiling and just chilling as he's like looking at a leaf in his hand. That's not discipline to you, you know? Yeah. Um That that don't feel like Arori. What well, isn't Arori a, a god of discipline and self perfection? Oh some people believe that, but that's not true. Uh- <laughs> Sonic uh, raises an eyebrow? <laughs> this is the purveyor of, perf- of perception. Some see Irori as the seeker of perfection, yes, but we know that this is a misreading of his views on, perce- on perfection. The only path to true perfection is self-acceptance. As a leaf in the wind's path travels eloquently and without air, so too do we ex- followers of Irori who see experience as the ultimate sculptor of magnificence. Some in the mainland might strive for hours on end to master a lesson or art, but we believe that lessons of life are dealt by the hands of fate and claimed by one's old hands. We do not try to control the universe's plans for us. We embrace them and let them take us wherever we need. So this is a, just for context, a chaotic neutral denomination of Irori. (laughs) Wow. I see. And he shakes his head and says, That's not really the point. Sorry, I... We do love Irori here. Um, No, no worries. If you go to Jidung, he'll assign you some tasks, and if you can complete them all without air, perhaps he'll be willing to grant you uh, a a meeting with with our abbot. Okay. I'm not really seeing any other options, so... Well, do you want to give it a shot? See, see what happens? I don't mind. Fate has brought you here. Let us see where else it will take you. Uh, and he kind of steps back and gestures for you guys. Sanku looks at the others and he's like, um, Thoughts? Misami just walks towards the Yeti. Chudi shrugs and does the same. Very focused friends you have, my uh, my other blue friend. I think they're really stressed out. <laughs> they shouldn't be. No matter what happens, things will, cosmically, be alright one way or another. They already have been, and one day they already will be. Hmm. I think they've just been stressed out because we have a very important mission, and if we fail, um, there's kind of a lot riding on that right now. I'll be sure to pass it on to the abbot. Thank you. I'm gonna go make sure they're all okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you skip off? And he goes He goes to check on them. As you guys uh, follow after, um, up to Jidung, you can see the arms of balance. They're, like, taking a seat now on the, like, in the snowy courtyard, catching their breath. And they seem wrecked, you know? They seem out of it. Mm-hmm. Bumat gives you a weak thumbs up. Jadung, the yeti monk, he towers over you guys. He's like eight feet tall and he turns and looks over his shoulder and says, Hmm, and who else has come here before the Raishal Monastery today? Uh, hi. I'm Senku, which prince of the sea? Uh, Juji. Masami. Hmm, and what is it that you have come here for? Knowledge on the Raishal dance. Hmm. 
kind of glances at um, the others. Then you have come here f uh, with more information than deeds. Oh, they... who sent you to me? Uh, uh Seiyan? He kind of raises like uh, like a big white tufted eyebrow at that and says, uh, "He would, wouldn't he?" He said that um, you were the only person that might be able to wake the abbot. In a manner of speaking, yes. If you wish to gain the abbot's attention, you need to show your devotion and humility by participating in some of the uh, temple activities. Alongside these lot, he points at the arms of balance. You can tell, by the way, that they are so out of their depth. <laughs> it's like actually crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. If all of you are able to prove that you can live like us, then yes, we will bring the abbot out and discuss with you. Thank you. Speak with them. They already have their tasks. So long as all of them are finished, you can come to me then and we'll consider allowing you to speak to her. Okay. If you can pass some of our final trials. Alright. I'm sure we will. And with that he nods and he kind of like bows briefly at the arms of balance before like walking away. And Bavana stands up and she has she is so fucking tired, you guys. <laughs> she stands up and says, Radiant Winds. Hello. Hi. Hey. You good? <sighs> Give me a, a moment. Do you need healing? Are you okay? No. And I think Ravnak says, we need rest, man. <laughs> oh. Um... Well, I mean, do you need to do everything immediately? Because I could cast Soothing Springs. It just takes like an hour, and then you'll probably feel rested. <laughs> Sunita kind of stands up, and she is wiping her brow a bit and says, They have a hot spring already. That's not the point. The point is, it's an impossible amount of tasks to do in one day. Every We've been here for a few days now, and they try to tell us that they we must finish all the tasks by the end of the day and do our training regiments. And let me tell you, the training regiment, what you saw there was not a training regiment. That was a warm-up for the training regiment. We're going to have our actual training regiment later. Uh. Buma shakes his head and says, it's not easy. This is nothing like what we have back home. This is too much for us, and I don't know what to do. Uh, hey. I, I don't understand it. This is, this chaotic meditation is not what we're used to. Well, what, do you have to do? Bavana exhales and says, we need to chop firewood. Um, we need to strike the bells. We need to aid in meditation, catch uh, some yaks. Um, oh, there's the scriptures. There's those four are the worst ones. We've tried. We've been trying to complete them all by the end of the day for several days now. Mm -hmm. And because we don't have it finished by the end of the day, we start over again the next day. And they tell us that everything's already happened before, and it it's frustrating. I'm I'm frustrated. I don't usually get frustrated. Hey, it's but okay. it feels like we're in a time loop here, you know? Yeah. No, I I get that. Time doesn't feel like it's working right up here. Mm. Weird. Well, they do think they do talk a lot about. They do talk a lot about, um, at least as far as I've seen, uh, time having happened and will happen and will always happen. 
I don't really get it, but, um, this? They also have no idea who King Magaru or the Ruby Phoenix are, but that could just be up to the fact that they've been secluded for the longest time, maybe? Um, I think Ranox sits up and says, huh, what? They don't know who King Magaru or the Ruby Phoenix are. No, no, not that part. The secluded part? That's not true. Eh? What are you talking about? That, you that guy you were talking to, he said he came here last year. Huh? Yeah, he was like telling me he joined the monastery because his husband died. Like, he's from the outside. The so fuck? then, how the oh, hold on. Did they not? Should we ask them what year it is? Yes. And go yeah. to several <laughs> different people. Let's, yeah, let's go find a few people and ask them what fucking year it is. Oh, this is getting worrying. <laughs> Judy tracks down Sayong. Uh, so do you guys before bef wait before uh, do you leave or are you going to talk about the tasks with uh, the arms of balance? Because they do it in just a second. Okay, so you're gonna go talk to other people first. Yeah. Um, you find Sayang. He is uh, you know, I think at this like he's just kind of like sitting and reading. Um. Mm -hmm. And he looks up at you as you approach and says, Ah, um, Ma Master Chuji, hello, nice to see you again. Uh, um, Chuji, what, what can puts, I do for you? Chuji puts a hand on your shoulder. Mm? What year is it? Mm, I don't believe in years. <laughs> what year is it? I don't believe in years. Chuji grips his shoulder a little harder. Does it really matter, frankly? What year is it? It's... Consider a flat plane. <laughs> I'm not considering shit. Time what year is it, Seong? In I they, don't, they start I don't shaking know. him. Ah, hey, excuse me. I don't. I don't know how to tell you that I just do not believe in years. That's cool that you don't believe in it. What fucking year is it? I don't know. It's I don't believe in them, so you I don't, don't know, count. or you're not going to tell me. Why don't you ask about eras? Um, what era is it? I don't believe in eras. My god. <laughs> wow. Do you want to talk do you want to talk to anyone else? Um yeah, why don't they look for somebody else? <laughs> do you, do you go find someone else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you approach someone else and they're like, "Oh, dude, it's 4721." <laughs> <laughs> this is the current year. Okay. You get the feeling that maybe Seon's just kind of a little weirdo. <laughs> just a little freak, man. Uh, Masami, did you go with the others, or are you still with Arms of Balance? Um, <laughs> I think they went with the others, but immediately once the person said current year, they walked back to the Arms of Balance. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, well, that was a bust. Um, you go back, Masami, like, maybe before the others, because they're still, like, trying to maybe figure out. And I think... Bavana, as she's catching her breath, says, You look stressed, Masami. There's a lot weighing on this, and some of it just, some, the process to getting to the end just. A lot of this feels like a waste of time. Bavana kind of smiles a little crookedly and says, 
maybe you ought to learn something from this uh, purveyor of perception thing, huh? <laughs> I think this Everything? is probably my one mental block. Accepting that things are just as they are. It's tempting to want to control everything, right? Believe me, after some of the shit I've seen, it is. I think uh, she kind of sits up, and as the others are approaching, she sends you one last look and says, Maybe we'll both get further if we just accept that sometimes things work in strange ways, and we don't have to understand it, we just have to roll with it. I guess so. I swear to god, that new that newbie is on my last nerve. <laughs> He's kind of cute. I'm sorry? <laughs> I didn't... I don't know what to tell you. I like... I like a man who's rather pathetic. Oh my god, <laughs> you're into male fails. Oh my god. I'll remember that. You're not gonna live that okay. down, you know that, right? <laughs> you know, maybe I trusted you, Masami. Maybe I trusted <laughs> you. told me a deep secret, Masami, and I felt perhaps... After you telling me about your past, I could trust you with a secret as well. Hey, King <laughs> Bavana is like Bavana. <laughs> Masami puts an arm around her and goes, "Bavana, you've known me for months now. You know that I'm a little shit." Bavana <laughs> pouts, and Sanku and Ch uh, Chiji, you guys get back. Um, Hi guys. Ronak says, "So, what's this about a dance?" Um. We're trying to summon the Celestial Dragon. The what? <laughs> I think all of them like sit up because they were there at the um, opera, so they know who the Celestial Dragon is. Mm -hmm. And I think Boomat is from the story? Yeah, yeah. We found. What's that have to do with the dance? He can grant wishes. And, and um, there's yeah. a ritual to summon him. Bavana looks like she's going to like complain about this being ridiculous but I think she catches your eye Masami and exhales says why not okay <laughs> remember why uh, I was stressed Bavana remember remember me saying that this might be all a waste of time Bavana <laughs> she shrugs and says or it could be exactly what you need we just wanted to know if they knew any way to find her we didn't have any leads we just came here and hoped they'd know You've already got something. That's more than us. Fair enough. And I think Sunita in the back says, this is all lovely, but... <laughs> the kind of, like, you know, the sylph-elf, she kind of, like, exhales a cloud from her mouth and says, can we please give you some of our tasks? If you can finish all of our tasks, then all of us will be able to get to the, the trial at the end of the day, and then we'll have a chance to actually meet the abbot. Yeah. We've done this trial every day after doing our tasks, and each time we don't pass. So maybe this time with you guys helping, we'll have more energy for it at the end of the day. Yeah, sure. B boom out, hands in spaces. Yes, because again, there are some days where we don't even get to the trial, and I'm sick of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fair. Well, extra pair of hands. So, um, basically... The tasks that are, you are being given. Uh, there are four here. You can do just three and let the Arms of Balance do the last one, or you can take all of them for them. 
So first off, there's chopping firewood. Uh, it seems that a previous monk installed an undol to heat the monastery's floors with firewood collected from a grove of trees behind the temple. So you'd need to catch firewood for this, uh, basically, heating system for the temple. Right? Okay. Then there's striking a bell. There's a giant bell by the main gate that needs to be struck in a specific pattern according to the time of day, cycle of the sun, moon, and current zodiac year. Uh, there's alien uh, meditation. Basically, there's group meditation, and you guys can help out and take part of that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one that maybe jumps out at Chuji, catching a yak. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay. There's small herds of yaks roaming the mountains, uh, and they provide food and drink to the monks. Someone needs to catch a dree, which is a female yak, and bring it back to the temple alive. Yeah, Chuji could do that. <laughs> what about the rest of you? There's chopping firewood, there's striking the bell, and there's aiding in meditation. I mean, Masami can do all three of those? Because they meditate every morning for their spells. Mm-hmm. Catching firewood shouldn't be too much of an issue because that looks like it requires either strength or speed. And mm-hmm. striking a bell, you either have to be really good at rhythm games or strong enough to strike a bell. Well, if you're good with all of them, what about you, Senku? Is there any you're interested in doing? Um, what are the tasks again? Chopping firewood, striking a bell, or aiding med- meditation. Maybe striking a bell? I feel like Senku could do that. Okay, sure. Masami, do you want to do both the firewood and the meditation? Do you want to do just one and let the arms of balance wail and cry as they do the last one? What's the plan? <laughs> Masami looks at all four of them and sees They look that so fucking tired. They, they look so goddamn tired. So I think they'll step up and do both the, the firewood and the meditation. Okay. They, they've so we'll had start... enough of this torture. <laughs> okay, we'll start with you, Masami. <laughs> mm-hmm. Masami, you make your way out into the woods uh, behind the place. Mm-hmm. And something you notice very quickly is that the trees, it seems that maybe the blessed water used to nourish them means that these trees are extremely resilient. Most trees you would be able to fell in one sli- swipe. Most trees you'd be able to fell in one swipe. At this point, right? You're a fucking legendary hero. You could cut down a whole forest wing one cut. They could right? use their fucking sword as a tree chopping fucking thing. Exactly. But, uh... Hmm. Okay. But it's going. The thing is, these trees look like they're actually going to be a challenge to cut down. You know. So you only need one tree worth of wood to keep the floors heated for the next year. Fucking all right. Who's the dude that invented this? <laughs> In real life, the Koreans, and they're extremely good at what they do. You know what? That's fair. So, you basically need to reduce a tree to zero HP. Okay. What do you do? I just have to bring all the wood back in one piece. No chars, no nothing. Just like just pretty clean cuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I will say... Well, yeah, I'll let you try it. They're going to cast True Strike on themselves. Okay. Your sword glows white and your eyes narrow. And then they're going to go into Arcane Cascade. <laughs> okay. Jesus. And then they're going to Spell Strike mm-hmm. with Telekinetic Projectile. And they're going to do the same thing of, like, the comma at their uh, at their waist is going to, like, try to chop the tree down. Okay, so aid. all of this is going to be slashing damage, right? Yes. Okay, tree, tree strikes in one go. Um, and 
This would normally be four actions, but you do have the speed rune, so I am going to allow this to work. Okay. So go for it. Make me this attack roll and use the roll twice, take the higher result. 50. Well, you rolled a 36 on the first one, and that would have been a miss. A 50, on the other hand, that is a crit. <laughs> so you s aim carefully and you swing. And now, Masami, roll me that damage. Let's crit damage, so it's 46. Okay. Um, that's 46 from the weapon itself, right? Yeah. Okay. Now roll me uh, extra damage from the from the spell. That uh, neck projectile is double of 31 because it was a crit. Okay. So 31 plus 31 is 62. 62. 62 plus uh, 46. Uh-huh. Uh, that is... 108 damage. 108 damage plus 20 weakness to slashing. Okay. So... That's going to be 128 damage in one turn. Okay. And I think in one go, this tree, which had 100, <laughs> 100 HP, <laughs> goes down in one. And I need you to know, Masami, <laughs> that if you fail to break it in one go, it immediately restores itself. No way. So if you had not got that crit, the tree would have like <laughs> healed itself back up. <laughs> I, I think maybe you tried it a few times on other trees and you noticed it wasn't working. So that's why you went all fucking nuclear on this one. <laughs> how, how, how does this look at the end? Like, how does the tree fell happen? Uh, oh my god. So, I think after testing it on other trees and, no and like, not exactly noticing what was going on, but noticing that it was a lot harder than usual, um, they decide, okay, if normal strikes aren't gonna work, then what about a spell strike? So, they looked at all of their weapons, decided <laughs> what was gonna happen, and we were like, well, and they were just like, well... I haven't used my comment in a while. Telekinetic projectile will help me do this faster. I can just spell strike the tree. I also have true strike. So yeah, this, I think this should be fine. And then they do it. <laughs> the way that it looks is that uh, I think they chop the tree like at the base and their com uh, when their comma uh, come out from their waist, it, sli it slices it in a few different areas. And when they figure out that it fucking worked and the tree collapsed, they're like, Oh. Huh. Better than I expected. Well, it works, and now you have a tree that you're able to drag back to the monastery and heat up everything for a whole year. Not too shabby. <laughs> Dice will roll will return after these messages. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Now, Sanku, do you want to go next? Sure. Okay. Sanku, you stand in front of the monastery, and you've been given this bell to ring. And uh, Lolo's on your shoulder and says, Now, Senku, do, have you memorized the sheet of paper with everything you're trying to do here? Uh, well, I know that I'm supposed to ring this bell. Yes, but in the exact pattern. Remember, it's in a specific pattern according to t- time of day, cycle of the sun and moon, current zodiac year. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, let me look at that again. <laughs> um, it is very complicated. So normally this would require a performance check. Mm-hmm. But I think because of the fact that, of what it's based on and the fact that you have the librarian staff, I will allow you to use nature if you can, like, tell me how you use it, your librarian staff and, like, all your knowledge of, like, this kind of stuff. Considering the fact that if it's based on, like, the daytime, um like Zodiac, the year, all of that. I, I think that's pretty nature-based. I don't think it's something that people think of as nature-based sometimes, but that is literally just, like, mm-hmm. that, that, that is nature, I think. Yeah. Um, plus, plus, I think that a lot of things in nature are directly affected by specifically, like, those times and years and stuff. So I think it would make sense. I think if you looked through books... Or tried to, or if he looks through like a book for like the exacts. Okay, what are you using your librarian stuff? Anything there to like do it or what? Maybe timely tutor, maybe. Okay, what's timely tutor do? You serve as an astral connection between your idolon or familiar, and the akashic record, a demiplane consisting of a comprehensive psychic library. <laughs> then turn to the creature for advice. If you cast a spell on your familiar, your familiar adds your spellcasting ability modifier on checks to recall knowledge with the lore skill of your choice, much like it does for acrobatics and stealth. Your familiar must have the speech familiar ability in order to share any information it learns with you. But if you lose physical contact with the target, the connection to the Akashic Record is severed and Timely Tutor immediately ends. Okay, so this if you cast this, you will connect Lolo's brain to a uh, massive powerful uh demiplane library of knowledge and he'll be able to give you sick dragon lore okay now dragon lore is not nature how how do you i'm not saying no i'm saying how how are you going to use dragon lore to be able to uh figure out this belting because 
Uh, you need to do it in a a pattern according to the time of day, cycle of the sun, moon, and current zodiac year. If you can justify it, I will allow it. Dragons are nature heart. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> that'd be funny if it worked. But maybe there are dragons that are specifically connected to stars. Uh, yes, outer dragons are a whole uh, ting here. There's lunar dragons, solar dragons, time dragons, void dragons, vortex dragons. Then if Senku were to uh, use that to ask Lolo about um, specifically lore like that, maybe? Okay. So, Senku, how, role play this out for me. How does it work? I think uh, Senku uh, turns to Lolo and he's like, um, would you mind if I casted a spell from this new staff? Yes, Senku. Sure. What, which one? It's Timely Tutor. It'll connect you to all of the books in the Akashic Record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll know everything, Well, I don't see why basically. not. I'm not sure it'll have a particularly large difference. I am already quite knowledgeable. Yeah, but then you can learn even more. Mm, it's very true. Didn't you tell me that I was still a student and I'm already, like, really powerful? I think it you is. can still learn stuff. I don't know if that's the case. But I'll give it a <laughs> shot. Uh, the Outer Dragons, yes? That's what you're looking for? Uh, yeah. I want to know exactly what time and, uh, I want to know everything about, uh, like, what I'd need to be doing. Mm, all right. You're looking for lore on the stars and the sun and moon and how they relate to this, uh, pattern. A yep. way to simplify what you're looking for in terms you already understand. I under- I see, I see. I think it's a little easier if it's in a way that I understand, so. Well, go ahead. Hit me, hit me. Okay. Um, and I think he sort of holds his staff out with, like, uh, like upright, um, so that it's on, uh, so that it's, like, a, you know, he's, he's holding it like a, like, like a staff that you walk on. He doesn't usually do that. Um, usually twirls it <laughs> all the time. I think he, like, speaks runes or whatever. I don't know how you'd, uh, he, like, he says, like, the, the spell. Um, are you supposed to hold, like, actual physical contact with Lolo? Yeah, you, you need to be holding him or the spell won't work. Um, and I think uh, Senku puts a hand on his head because he is simply s- sitting on... <laughs> I think he's uh, hanging out of the, the bag. And I think that... Uh, then he casts the spell, and I think it, um, I'd imagine it makes his eyes glow or something. Oh, holy shit. Sanku, you touch his head like this, and his eyes suddenly start glowing white, and, like, in the light, you can see vague numbers that you don't know. You know? Um, like, they are numbers beyond the decimal system we have. And he opens his mouth and more that light shines out. And when he speaks, it's in a voice that is not one you recognize. He says, Sanku, witch prince of the sea, the knowledge that you seek is as dust. The outer dragons, the way that they map the skies above, the charts that they pull from the stars, I shall share upon you. And you shall understand the methodology behind this performance. Okay. And he fucking info dumps the hell out on you. Senku is shocked. He gets to add a plus five to his uh, nature roll. And his nature is already extremely high because he is that good at it, right? Yeah. 
Holy shit. Lola rolled a fucking 50. Uh, so that's gonna be a critical success. Sanku, you f listen to this thing and you understand the ideas behind the patterns uh, of this bell. And you nod and you take that fucking stick and you start. Boom! Boom, boom, boom! And it's amazing. You take your hand off Lola's head and he goes, Whoa! What's that? Uh, I think somebody else was talking through you almost. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm better than okay. I'm magnificent. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're okay. Um, that was really intense. And Sanku, you do you, do you do the um thing? Do you, uh, do you start banging on that gong? Yeah. Uh, and as you're doing this, uh, you see a few monks nearby who watch and nod approvingly at the end of it. Seems you did it exactly perfect. Woohoo! Chuji! Hey. Do you want to catch a yak? Kinda, yeah. I, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been wanting to all this week. Yeah. You woke up a few days ago and a man... I really hope that I get to catch a yak one day. I've been fucking craving it, man. Come on, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> give me my fucking fix. So, Shuji. Hi. It took you a few hours, but you tracked them down. The herd of yaks roaming the mountains. There's several of them, and they're unaware of your presence. As you peek out from a bush, squinting, you know that what you have to do. You need to grab one of these motherfuckers and bring it all the way back to the temple. But first, you need to catch them. Shichuji, roll me initiative. Okay. Okay, so Chuji, you roll initiative. Mm -hmm. How how do you go for the yak? Because you see you see a a dree, a lady yak, and she's like nearby, just uh, chewing on some. Uh, some stuff. I have a question. You know they're that just, she's the one. Yeah, they're just wild yaks, right? Yeah, these are wild yaks. The yak has to be alive. Yes. Okay. Hmm. I think that Chuji is going to try and use an item that they haven't used yet because I haven't gotten to use it. I think I made it. I maybe used it once. Uh, I don't okay. remember when though. Uh, Chuji takes out their immovable rod. Okay. And what's uh, the plan? They're going to approach this yak from the back. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're going to try and sneak up behind it. Their plan is to jump on top of it and to have it kind of fall to the ground, and then they will use the immovable rod to kind of stick it there and like pin it okay that's very clever so you are gonna rush up and do that as <laughs> as carefully as they can without alerting the yak to their presence well chuji i'm afraid it's already too late okay cool you creep out and i think it looks like you're almost about to do it but this is where i reveal that you actually did not go first in initiative <laughs> This yak, this fucking yak outsped you. 
and you like are i think it's when you jump up and try to like act like you know come to pin it down the yak moves insanely fast like uh-huh. it spins on one hoof and fucking skids away and it looks at you with like narrowed eyes and like the other yaks all jump to attention and for a moment as you land and you're like fuck you you look at this yak and this yak looks at you and you understand that this yak has fighting spirit <laughs> and it turns and it spends its entire turn doing the craziest shit possible oh my god it turns and it runs 60 feet. There is a wall 30 feet away. It runs oh. at that wall and it climbs up it. What the fuck? This is not a supernatural power. Yax can just do that. It scales the fucking wall and it runs away. What the fuck? What do you do? I... <laughs> um, new plan. Uh, Chidi okay. takes out the Phoenix fighting fan. My mouth drops. <laughs> like, my jaw fucking drops. <laughs> what do you mean you take out the Phoenix fighting fan? They take it out. The legendary artifact that was gifted to you by the Ruby Phoenix. It still works. It does still work. Okay. My thought process here, since clearly you don't understand my genius. Um, <laughs> I trap the yak. In uh-huh. in the maze, uh-huh. I'm ready in action for it to come back. I use that action to lasso it and fucking get it under control. Okay, sure. Because it'll be in the same random... place from where yeah. it disappeared. So I'll be fucking ready. Are you going for like a random yak nearby? 50-50 chance it's a boy? Or are you chasing after the one who has scaled that fucking cliff? I mean... Technically, I can go after it because my move speed is 55 feet. Um, yeah, but there's a wall. Yeah, but I ignore tough terrain. It's a fucking wall. <laughs> How tall is the fucking wall? If a yak can it's fucking a, climb it, a martial artist can. It is an 80. It's an 85 degree angle, and it's about 30 feet tall. <laughs> okay. Um. This the yak is by the way atop the cliff looking down at you with those narrowed fighter's eyes. I can jump really high. You can jump really high. You would need to jump extremely high to get up there. And you would not necessarily have enough actions, but it would just run away again, you know? You could just chase it. Chuji sprints. They're in stoked okay. flame stance, so they're as fast as they possibly can be. Uh, okay. They sprint towards it. They jump as high as they possibly can up this fucking wall. Make me an athletics check to fucking bound up the cliff. 38. A 38? That means you jump 38 feet up? That means you do it. You literally jump 10 feet above the yak, land, and you pull out the Phoenix Fighting Fan. Yes. That's all three actions on your turn. Yes. The yak turn, like, it sees you and it squints, you know? And I, I generally think that the two of you have, like, a fucking JoJo face-off for just a moment <laughs> before this yak turns and dashes into the woods. This little bitch. Uh, it is your turn, Chuji. You have three actions. How many it actions? 60 feet away. 60 feet away? Okay, then I take... Would I be able to use the fan from five feet away? Uh, Maze has a range of 30 feet. Okay, sick. I get up there with one fucking action and I maze that bitch. 
You run up to this wild animal. You flick that fan open and you swipe and reality unfolds around the yak and you send it to another plane. And we see the fucking yak in How's Jin's repository is, where she just keeps all of her fucking stuff. What does the yak do? The yak fucking runs around confused because it is a yak. It has never been indoors yet before. Could you imagine being like the guy who hypothetically t like takes care of this place and then just suddenly a yak appears? <laughs> the yak is running around very confused. It's charging. It's angry. Um, and Chiji, I think you're there literally for like maybe half a minute waiting for it to find its way out. Yeah. You're prepared by now. Yeah, Chiji's got like rope out. They've got their fucking immovable uh, rod also, just in case. I'm going to give you, it's with the rope game. and the immovable rod, I'm going to give you a plus two on your athletics roll to catch it when okay. it comes out. It gets out. What the fuck do you do? Uh, I fucking catch it. I throw the rope around its neck. Uh, not like tight, not enough to fucking strangle the thing, but like to wrangle it. Okay. So make me an athletics check. I'm using a hero point. What do you roll? A nat one. Mmm. Okay. So, how do you save this disaster? Because, like, it charges out. What's the disaster and how do you salvage it? I think they fucking fall off of the yak. They, like, jump on it and they fall off immediately. Um. Mm -hmm. But they, they, they use the momentum of them falling down to, like, pull that rope down, like, on the back of the yak's neck to, like, pull it down with them. 49. That's much better. That's a crit. Shuji, how does this work? How do you catch the fucking fighting yak? Uh, I think it, it does, in fact, fall with them. And um, as it, like, falls on its side... You know how you, like... Uh, like I don't know. I don't know if teenagers actually do this, but, like, tipping cows. Um, <laughs> 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 like in the Cars movie? <laughs> yeah, like in the Cars movie. Shuji, you, you fucking tip this yak over. It falls onto its side. And it lets a, a confused grunt. And it it struggles for a moment before it gives in, knowing that you were the better fighter. And it welcomes death. <laughs> How the fuck are you getting this back to the fucking monastery? Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, I guess they make sure that the yak is secure with the rope and they, they fucking lead it back. I don't know if the yak fights them on this. Probably, right? It, it fucking... No, I think... You know what? I think it has a respect for you by the end of this. Okay. And they take a nice walk together. You have made a new friend. What do you name the yak? Yakko. <laughs> I'm never letting you name an animal. <laughs> well, you have to name it now because you said... You you asked me what I no, would name you, it. No, you, you... It's called Yakko. I'm not ever letting you name another animal. That's a lie, because you will, and you just will forget will. about it. I'll forget about it. You take you take Yako back to the monastery. <laughs> I think it's actually Jadung who like you take like you take it back to. The Yeti monk stands and watches and uh as you bring this yak back, says I see you found a mighty one indeed. Mighty pain in the ass. Mm. He takes he takes the leash and says, Well done so far. Perhaps I'll see you at the trial tonight. So far. Oh, whatever. Yeah, you'll see me. 
just fucking throw the rope at him. Masami. Yes. As the evening approaches, you find yourself getting ready to help with some meditation. Mm-hmm. You find that several monks are creating a sand mandala in the temple's main worship hall. And uh, you have been tasked with aiding them. What a mandala is, it's a um, geometric configuration of symbols. If you guys at home look it up, just Google mandala, you'll see it and you're like, oh, what are those things? Um, it's basically like a, a a pattern of squares and angles that yeah. repeats itself a lot. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, used yeah, I know. As a are. religious icon in mm-hmm. uh, Hinduism and Buddhism. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, it is genuinely beautiful, and they are making a large one out of sand in the main worship hall. Ooh. And it's your job to give a hand. And I think Sayan is here. I think Sayan is uh, kind of like just chilling as you come and says, "Oh, um, um, yes, Master Takahara, hi." Um, would you like to give a to, to help? Yeah, I can help out. So to do this, you're going to either need to make me a crafting or thievery check to oh. place individual grains in their proper place. I can probably do thievery. Probably. 43. Yeah, okay, Masami. You are surprisingly good at this. <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> Like, how? why is Masami specifically so good at this? Talk me through this. They're, they're adept. They're precise. Also, they probably learned about, like... They probably learned, like, different forms of meditation, and this one probably uh, rung a bell to them. So, part of it is improvising, which this is, that's kind of what happens when they do any free checks in the first place. It's just them improvising. Are you, like, I think you do put, like, a lot of your soul into it. Um, so while you are putting a lot of your own interpretation into it, you find yourself almost getting lost in it. And it's beautiful. But at the end of it, all this black and white sand, you realize that it actually makes a picture. Mm-hmm. It depicts a massive black and white dragon descending upon the top of the mountain. A clear allusion to the celestial dragon. Okay. <laughs> cool. Would you like to make me a perception check? Perce- okay. Okay, that's interesting, Masami. Okay. Mandalas often tell stories. That's <laughs> they will have different scenes in them. And you notice that in some of these panels in the mandala that you have created both true just letting stuff happen, and yet at the same time, predestination, predetermination, telling you what will happen. Okay. That there is a story being told here. And you see that there is a figure featuring in the mandala. In most of the scenes, it is a woman with long hair. But in the last scene, the scene of offering, she has a shorn head. And I think you can infer secret ritual addition. Okay. You can make a sacrifice to the celestial dragon by cutting off a not unsubstantial amount of your hair and giving it up to the dragon as a sign of being ready to give up a part of yourself. And that will seriously boost your uh, the amount of favor the dragon has with you which may mean good things 
Now this does mean uh -huh. you would have you don't have to go bald or anything, but you would have to like cut off a substantial part of your hair or give it up. Uh -huh. You or someone else, you know. How do you like how are you looking at this? Like are you like deeply like staring? Are you just like hmm, noticing it? What's how do you notice this? I think when they see the entire picture together, they're standing like they're standing so uh, they can see the entire thing. And I think they instinctively like grasp their uh, their hair. They are lost in thought. I think slowly coming over your shoulder. Seance comes and says, "What are you, what are you looking at?" At the mandala. Um, huh? What about it? I saw something in it. Oh, that's wonderful. And look at you, having your first interpretation of it immediately. You know we just kind of make it up as we go, right? Weren't you the one that said things would just fall into place and things would happen? I think... That isn't exactly uh, making it up as you go. Seon kind of like smiles coyly. He says, isn't it? I think they squint at them. They flip their hair back over their shoulder and just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and a few hours pass. And you find the Arms of Balance standing under that tree, uh, which seems to be frozen in time. Right? Okay. And uh, the three of you t like are grouping up. And the Arms of Balance seem tired. But more than that, they seem relieved. <laughs> Bavana exhales as you approach. It's just, oh, I cannot thank you enough. It's so good not to have to worry about it. Mm. I'm glad. Well, don't worry about it. Um, have you guys gotten in, like, well, I shouldn't say enough, but a decent amount of rest at least? Bumat nods us. Yes, thanks. Thanks to you, Tree. <sighs> it feels strange being doing the trial without having done any of the work, but goodness knows we needed a rest. <laughs> well, of well, course. Good. And I honestly, I can kind of understand why you might have struggled with the, the trees. Bumat's face falls when you say the word tree. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with the tree? Yeah, what They that? put a hand on his shoulder. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> he just frowns. And Ryanax says, hey, don't feel bad. We've... If any of you fail, by the way, like, at anything, it's fine. Because, like, there are days where we don't succeed at anything. That yak thing, I don't know why they keep trying to get us to do it. It is an impossible task. Oh, I got it. What? <laughs> it's pretty easy. I mean, I just had to chase they them They all, for like, a while. rear up a little bit and stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> Chuji who had trouble with it, just wanting to gloat. <laughs> Sunisha's like, but it it's so fast. Uh, I'm faster. You're talking to Chuji here. They just grin. I think they just slump. <laughs> and as this is happening, coming up from behind comes Jidum, the Yeti. And he stands and says, Radiant winds, arms of balance. Your mm -hmm. tasks have all been successfully completed today. 
Are you ready to put yourselves through the, t uh, the final trial before meeting with the Grandmaster? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he smiles and says, Then enter forward. And he, like, gestures at a door that is in the wall uh, nearest to you in the temple. And he does not explain any further. Uh... So I think I think Sanku sort of turns. He's like, "Do you know what it is?" Um, and I think Bavana says, "Yes." Essentially, what's going to happen is, and as she says that, um, Jidong kind of calls out and says, "No." Remember, uh -huh. kind of leans forward. Spontaneity, letting things happen as they come. Don't spoil it. <laughs> okay. The response, sadly go forward, ready to take part of this trial that they have yet to succeed at. Hmm. Do you guys enter <laughs> okay. into the door and see what comes next? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, set the scene. As soon as you enter into this long, long corridor, um, the lights of the braziers uh, all kind of like flash on. Uh, the arms of balance all kind of like pump themselves up and then as soon as they hear Jidun roar they start running down this corridor Masami it's your turn I assume you're gonna you're all gonna start running as well right uh yeah they're gonna run and then they're mm -hmm. gonna cast long strider on them though okay so what does long strider do again does it you get a plus 10 foot status bonus on your speed okay and this is at level two, so it's for eight hours. Oh, okay. I need you to make me an arcana check to see if you can cast it while you are running. Okay. Because this, as you are doing this, Jedung is like running behind you as fast as possible. Wow. Fucking okay. That's four. At 32. Okay. Um, I think that you're going to have a minus two on your first roll. He doesn't catch you immediately, but he does get close. I think, like, you barely avoid him literally just grabbing your head and smashing into the wall beside you. I think you feel his claws in your hair behind you, and that is generally quite frightening because he is a big fucking yeti. Okay. And he roars out at you, and, um, Masami, you just dash, but you are, I think, like, kind of at the back of the pack at the moment, which mm -hmm. is a very scary thing to be. Sanku, uh... You can tell you won't have time to take out your your staff and, like, fly away on it. You're going to need to just run. I think he goes, ah! <laughs> goes running. Um, I think he's a pretty fast runner, like, in general. Um, I don't think that he goes out of his way to do, like, running himself usually because he really likes flying. Um, but I think he is, uh, he's, like, running with his staff, like, it is, like, held with both hands. Um, I think he's pretty good at it, though. Well, thank you. You fucking dash. You are going as fast as you can. And, uh, Shuji, you too, I assume? Yeah. Shuji, how are you running? <laughs> um, I think at first Shuji was, like, ready to, like, turn around and fight, but they saw the others running and were like, maybe not. Um, they're, they're running as fast as they can. They've entered Stoke Flame Stance. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hopping off walls. Uh, well, 
you, uh, as soon as you enter Stoke Flame Sense, I think you outrun everyone else, right? Like, all of the arms of balance, you zip past all of them. Yeah. And you are, therefore, uh, the first to uh, see the first obstacle in your test. Okay. The corridor ends. And it just becomes a deep fucking pit. And in this deep fucking pit, there are several... It is dotted with several vertical logs of varying heights. Okay. And you pause, and Bavana jumps past you, and she jumps from one log to the next, to the next, to the next, and gets to the other side. But as she is running... Arrows get shot out of the walls um, as they're running through, mm-hmm. and you know that's going to happen to you. Cool. Okay. Um, Masami, it is your turn. Uh, as Shuji gets here, you see this is happening, uh, and I think you surge forward, kind of leaving the yeti in the dust behind you, and you see this obstacle. Do you, if you have any interesting way of getting across, you can go for it, or you'll need to make the athletics or acrobatics checks to jump from one log to the next. You need to make three successes if you just go with the skills, and on one fail, you are out. You said it was athletics or acrobatics? Yep. 33? That is definitely a pass on the first one. The DC is 30. Okay. So that's the first jump. You jump. You got another one. Do it again. 43. That's another pass. That's actually a crit success. Misami, you... Jump over boat. One, two. Um, as you are jumping, though, there are arrows coming out. And let's see if any of those arrows hit you. Uh, does a 31 hit you, Masami? That's a crit fail. Okay. None of these arrows even come close to hitting you. And you dash, and you're on the other side of the pit now. <laughs> Sanku, it is your turn. Uh, you get to the pit. You are... You, Masami surged past you. Uh, as you're running, um, Bumat is charging, and he is, like, side by side with you, Sanku, and then suddenly you see a white hand surge in front of both of you and then grab onto Bumat's shoulder, and you hear Bumat go, Aah! as he is dragged back by the Yeti and thrown into the wall, and he is knocked. K.O. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, okay. Sorry, Bumat. <laughs> So, Sanku, if you have any way to get across, um, you can. I will be using my Ender Pearl. Yeah? <laughs> okay, so what, what what do you mean, Ender Pearl? What are you doing? <laughs> um, I have a Bonmoen um, swapping stone, which is, it works. The best way that I could describe it is that it is literally like an Ender Pearl. Um, you throw a stone... Uh, you throw it to a space within a hundred feet. The stone casts dimension door on you and transports you to itself and destroys the stone. Okay, so Sanku, as you're running, you grab the stone out of your pocket and you just fucking hurl it as hard as you can um, across the way. And as soon as it hits the wall, there's a shatter, and then you zoop, and you're over there. Okay. Uh, this destroys the stone that you uh, got from the Unreal Tower back on Danger Island. But hey, it's getting you closer to your goal, so worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's you. Um, You're across. I, th- uh, I don't know if he says anything, but I do think that he, uh, he picks up like a shard of it. I don't think he likes leaving stuff behind like that. 
You stop for a moment, just pick up whatever's left, put it in your like, pocket. Okay, <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. And because you teleport across, I don't think there's any arrow. You just, you know. Chuji. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's your turn. Uh, you, I think, paused at the edge for a second and looked over your shoulder and you saw dear, sweet Bumatka, his shit rocked. Masami and Sanku are already across. You need to go as well. You need to go, man. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta fucking go, man. Um, I'm confident in my athletics. Very much so, because mm -hmm. it is a plus 31. Okay. Uh, so I want to make those three rolls, because otherwise it would just be 2G hopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go for it. Okay. 44. Crit success. You leap over, like, several really quick. Hop, 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 hop. 45. Jesus, you're really good at this. Yeah, Chuji, you hop, 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 hop. It's like nothing, and you dash ahead, and you're good. And I think as you're jumping, you are jumping past uh, Sunita, mm -hmm. and Sunita is like uh, using clouds to appear under her feet as she runs, but they're a little too slow. Oh no. And the Yeti jumps out, and Jedung grabs her and fucking spikes her down the pit, and you hear her go, ah! <laughs> And she is presumably knocked KO. Presumably fucking dead. <laughs> She's gone. We killed her. You killed um, her. You guys keep running, I assume. Yeah. Um, so that's two of the people on Arms of Balance KO, by the way. Great. Run. Fantastic. Uh, however, what you see next is a fucking JoJo reference. Oh. I know that. There is a tower in front of you all. I love that part and of it JoJo. leads to the next floor. And this tower, as soon as you come close, you realize it has no few hand and footholds. And in fact, I think Masami, you at your magic sense, recognize that this thing is enchanted with magical grease. <laughs> How the fuck are you guys gonna get up? That's the next question. Masami, it is your turn. Um you can hear Jadun getting closer. He is chasing after all of you. Bavana is just like, you see her um, electrocute her hands and she slaps onto the side and starts climbing up as fast as she can using static energy. And Brownock oh. is just jumping and trying to climb as best as he can. <laughs> what do you do? I can't imagine um, boots of spider uh, slippers of, I can't imagine slippers of spider climbing working against magical fucking grease. I will allow it. It's fucking magic. It's magic boots versus magic grease. Okay. Alright, then yeah. They, they activate their fucking boots. Well, they, uh, they activate their slippers and they just start running up this thing like they did w from that uh the one challenge. Yeah, okay, sure, fuck it, you do it. Um, you dash up, and you get up to the top of Ivana, and she's catching her breath for a second. And I think she kind of smiles at you and says, um, We keep doing these trials together, don't we? First, the ones with that back on Danger Island with the bananas, now this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll admit, there's some fun to it. She smiles, and then she her face drops because she hears the her. Because Jedung has grabbed onto Raunok and fucking yanked him off by the tail, slamming him into the ground. K.O. 
Masami, I think, looks down over <laughs> over the fucking wall and looks at Bavana and goes, I think we should keep going. <laughs> That's fucking... I have never gone this far. I don't know what's next. Let's go. Um... Sanku, it's your turn. What the hell do you do? How do you climb up this horrible, horrible tower? Do you have any way up, or do you have any plans? Or are you just going to try actually climb it? How tall is it? Uh, the tower is... Um, it's approximately 30 feet tall. How tall does Spout go? As far as you can roll nature. Okay. I cast Spout. You, ca you cast Spout underneath your feet to just propel you upwards? Yep, I think he braces himself and he casts Spout literally right below him. Hell yeah. Okay, sure. Roll me that nature check. 42. Yep, crit success. You launch yourself into the air and you fly up and you land and you keep running into this dark room with the others. Shuji, you're the last one down here and Jadung is looking at you. I fucking easily jump 30 feet. Are you kidding? <laughs> 30 foot vertical leap. <laughs> 30 foot vertical fucking leap. Okay, cloud jump for me. Roll me to set legs check. 42. Okay, 42. Uh, you launch yourself up. Mm -hmm. And you easily, crit success, land up and you're in that dark room. And the last thing you see before the, the tunnel closes behind you mm -hmm. is Jadung smiling. And then um. you're all plunged into darkness because the way up, like the hole you just jumped through, it seals shut behind you. Uh. And you were just in pitch darkness, all of you. I ignite my fists. You ignite your fists and um, the room lights up. And as soon as you ignite your fist, I think, like, several braziers on the walls kind of, like, catch fire as well. Mm -hmm. And you can see that you're in a perfectly square room with no exit. What the fuck? And then the walls to left to right start to slowly move inwards. No fucking way. Closing walls. Dude, I fucking love Star Wars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bavana's like, oh, no, 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 come on, it's not fair. We, There's no way out of this. This is, it, was it all a trick from the start? No, 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 there's absolutely a way out of this, right? But, but, there's nothing, there's nothing in this room. No, Bavana, calm down, calm down. I'm sure that there's something in here. Masami, it is your turn. What the fuck do you do? Every turn that ends without you guys escaping, the walls will have moved 10 feet. Once three turns have finished, you're probably going to get crushed. <laughs> so, um, uh, Masami, what do you oh. do? Okay, okay. Uh, ugh. Oh, my God. They, I think they're just, can I make a perception check to see what is around and see if there's like any, anything, anything that is a possible, like, let's get, latch, lever, something to get us out? Yeah, sure. Make me a perception check. Yeah. Okay. Blind, I assume? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay, no, you do see something. Okay. On the wall across from you, there is a panel. And okay. on these panels, there seem to be... It's basically like indented into the wall is this large illustration of a tree with like uh, leaves kind of like being pulled off it by the wind. And you can see like the wind engrave into the, le into the wall, you know, like um, in like spirals. Okay. And you realize that there are several gems embedded in the wall in random places. Okay. That's all you can tell. That's what you see in front of you. Okay. Walls are closing in. Um, I think they, they're going to point this out to the group um, and say, okay, so we have gems, we have a panel, and pictures of a tree and wind. Something has to, I'm not sure. Maybe there's like a elemental puzzle going on here. I, I mean, I know about elements. I'm not seeing... It's a tree! What do you want me to say? Look, maybe it's wind magic. Something that has to do with wind magic. Sunita's down there. I, uh, she's so, like, so obviously frustrated that things aren't working out in a predictable way. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, something you realize now is that Arms of Balance have always kind of, like, when they are given proper instruction in advance, like, back on Danger Island, they were told, this is what you do this time. They always formulated a plan. Mm -hmm. But here, thinking on their feet, they are not having fun, you know? <laughs> Especially not Bavana, who seems to really hate this kind of disorganization. Oh. <laughs> Team of autistic people. <laughs> uh, Masami, what do you do now? I, I'll be honest, I'm not sure. Um, if you don't know, you can leave it to the others. Chuji has something to do. Yeah, I I think they're just gonna I think they're just gonna probably study the wall and the gemstones for just a, a little bit longer just to see if there's any anything else that's a clue. Okay, make me another perception check. I think you notice that uh, the wind, like the 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 signs of the winds, are kind of like deeply engraved into the walls, and they actually you notice that some of them lead from gemstones to leaves. Like, the, basically, from the leaves on the tree, uh, the wind kind of curls into ge uh, around these gemstones, like, leading from the leaf to the gem. Okay. So the gemstone is important somehow. That's all you really has Gemstone, wind embedded gemstone. Okay. They relate that to the group. That's their turn. Okay. Chuji, do you want to skip ahead of Sanku? Uh, I was just going to do something dumb. Sure. Dumb is good. Try it. Uh, no thoughts. Brute force. Punch wall. Adamantine fist. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh my god, you got adamantine fists. Um, break wall. Wall break. Kill. You know... You know... Wall stats Pathfinder 2nd <laughs> edition. Now, this is my favorite part of Pathfinder. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, brute force my way out of this puzzle. Definitely stone. Make me an attack roll against a wall, you fucking animal. I'm gonna one inch punch the wall with three actions. Okay. 41. A 41 is gonna be a hit. 
Roll me that damage. It has hardness. 43. If that fucking matters. 43. 43 damage to the wall. How much hardness does adamantine fists ignore? So stupid. I love it. <laughs> um, an adamantine weapon. You ignore half of its hardness, which means that... How much damage is that? 43. So that means you deal a total of 36 damage to this wall. The wall has 56 HP total. Mm-hmm. Minus 36. That means you, it has 20 HP left. And once it goes below 26 HP, the wall is broken. Not destroyed, but broken. Mm-hmm. Are you punching the wall with, like, the gem soul pals and stuff? I'm punching any of them that are moving. So one of those two Okay, walls. so it... Yeah. Chuji, you punch that... And it breaks. And it works. <laughs> you... You break the machine. And Bavana just looks at you stupidly like, What? Go with the flow. Is... <laughs> Fuck their flow, they're going with mine. Okay, dang. Does it does it really work that way? I mean, the wall stopped, <laughs> didn't it? It's broken. I think Masami puts a hand on Bavana's shoulder instead and just says, Sometimes needing a plan is not always the best idea. Learning how to go with the flow, remember? Go with the flow. Okay. <laughs> First thing that came to my mind was to hit it. So I did it. And I think as this is happening, the door opens. A door you did not know was there, by the way, but it is there. Yo, you I know, love the escape you, room. You know, if you had uh, followed the gemstones and, like, dragged them back along the grooves, bring the, the wind into the trees to knock the leaves off, you would have found a key. The key would have opened up a door and it would have been, like, a whole metaphor about, like, <laughs> leaves blowing wherever they need to be taken, you know? It would have been really cool. Oh, that's but, crazy. Uh, you, Damn, that's I fucking guess you learned crazy. Instead that anyway. Punching good. That's what you learned today. The metaphor is punch good strong. The metaphor is that you can brute force your way through any puzzle if you're strong enough. <laughs> I specifically because of the go with the flow team, I am letting this work because it's very it's very in team. Um I think the door opens and you're able to walk through it. <laughs> cool. Chuji walks through it. Bavana winces at Sanku and Masami before following. <laughs> well, that was definitely a way to solve that puzzle. I'm sorry, You know Gary, what? I'm not complaining. It. Oh, neither am I. I'm a little worried they'll be upset with us for breaking something, though. I'm a little worried that they were just willing to crush us to death. Go with the flow. Fuck it. Yeah... I don't know. Fuck it, we ball. You guys move into the next room? Mm-hmm. Well, you enter. And it is a dojo of some sort. Hmm. And sitting on a mat in the middle of the dojo is 
Abbot Sujon. Both of her, um, both of her eyes are open, but they're staring dully into empty space. And also in this room is Seyan, who kind of is like just seems to be like standing to uh, to attend her. You guess he's the one who got her up here. And he kind of smiles and waves, but he doesn't say anything as you all approach into this room. Uh, Senku sort of walks over, I think, and he's like, um, hello? And she just kind of still sits there, staring into nothingness, before she does something that she hasn't done since you first seen her. She blinks. Oh, well. And she slowly looks up at you, Sanku. And Sayan kind of hurries up to her side and helps her stand up. And then she does something that is, frankly, massively surprising. Mm. She and Sayan look up at you all in unison and open their mouths and speak with the same voice. What the fuck? You have done well to learn our ways and best my disciples. But whatever you require, the celestial dragon for surely cannot be undertaken by the faint of heart or weak of body. I would test you myself. Come. And both Seyan and the abbot kind of move as one and step back. And I think I need you all to roll me an occultism check to try figure out what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Sanku and Chuji, I don't think you ex exceptionally get what's going on, but I think, Masami, you notice something. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. When Leon breathes out, he breathes out this weird blue fog that's barely noticeable. And it leaves him and it enters into the abbot's mouth. And then she breathes out from her nose and it goes into him. And I think you realize very suddenly that this abbot is not a human. She is also a samsaran. Oh. And in fact... Not only is she a Samsaran, but you've already gotten to know her. Or rather, one of her past lives. What? Oh. Sayan oh is a past incarnation of Abit Sujan. That her meditating was her literally bringing her past lives to exist around her in the world. And now she is getting ready to fight you as one, past and present. Holy shit. Okay. As the two monks, ancient incarnation of the Wanderer Seyan, and mighty wise lady, Abbot Sujon, the two of them drop into fighting stances and they move like liquid. Abbot Sujon breathes out a cloud of smoke that enters through the nostrils of uh, Wanderer Seyan, and he claps his hands together. Everything that has already happened will happen again one day and everything that will happen has already done so 
You have already done this fight many times. You will always end this fight the same way and yet different each time. I think it's time for you all to roll initiative. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Baron Stormcrow, Sam Stryker, Sokan Ashra, Tony Saunders, Mita, Ari Graham, Arave, Varia and the Girls, GP Dora, Marshmallowberry, Ferric Falcon, Ares, Alexander Criswell, Mae Cohen, Kendra West, Genuinely Tricked, Transgirl Trish, Platonic, Bal Ponyan, Giant the Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasnovich, Tillon Shark, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, Zenith Drums, Torbjorn, Sophia Varlera, G Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darklow, Kira, Lichlope, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, Fable McElduff, Ava, Chris Lutman, Remti Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Triceratops, Anna Maria, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Emily Moderna, John the Bookhorter, SS66 Seeker, and Dame Valerie the Turd. If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash dice will roll today! Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.